America. My name is Ahmed Yosef from Pong. I come to you live every, let me get my levels right, Thursday about this time. And I wanted to talk to you today about Matt Gates and his little bit of civil disobedience that led to the ouster of Kevin McCarthy. Now, people talk about civil disobedience as something that just, you know, the good guys do. But pretty much as soon as you show that you will withhold your support, <laughs> even if you're a, a minor, a, a minor, uh, a minor part, if you withhold your support and it breaks the whole machine and it can't function and you expect to be listened to for the sake of your support, for your participation in their scheme, you are nonviolently, civilly uh, disobeying to get your way. And, you know, it works. It works. And people can say like, well, no, Matt, uh, Kevin McCarthy will get um, uh, his revenge because Matt Gates is now going to be uh, hated and ostracized from the Republican Party. But he's going to be hated and ostracized like a heart condition. And the thing is, if you heard a heart condition, if you have a heart condition, you'll be upset and you'll be mad, but it'll also conform the rest of your life <clears throat> because you want to live, right? So if Republicans can talk all they want, then they will talk a lot of mess about how they're going to freeze Gates out and, and treat him horribly. But if they want any of the legislation uh, passed, they're going to have to run it by him. And now they will run it by him. It'll all happen behind the scenes. It'll slightly conform the shape of any like serious Republican advocacy for the next you know, foreseeable future. It'll be run by him. And by the time it gets to the floor where they will tar Matt Gates and pillory Matt Gates, it will already have been submitted for Matt Gates' approval behind the scenes because they don't want to risk another embarrassment. Right? So that's the use of power. So people can say like, well, you know, his power play isn't the same as governing. No, he's slightly conformed every major piece of legislation for the rest of his tenure because he's had the guts to not be liked. And by the way, if you have the guts to not be liked, there's a place for you in America. And there's a place for you in the movement. I, uh, by the way, if you appreciate my place in the movement, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or $50 a month. And I'll keep doing what I do every uh, Monday and Wednesday. Monday, I do a relationship show. And Thursday, I do a show that's this. It's a more politics show, right? So if you're willing to be hated, if you're willing to be hated, and if you're willing to have people talk, say awful things about you, you can be rather popular. Um, also, if you're willing to be loved and have people say good things about you, you can be, that's a good life too. But... If you can't do the former, the latter isn't a bad plan B. Uh, the latter isn't a bad plan B. And, and if you get stuck in the middle, you just end up working for somebody else. <laughs> you, you never end up actually attain, uh, attaining any sort of autonomy in your life because either you're sucking up to the people that they like you or you're not willing to be quite hated enough. So you're just a hypocrite. You, um, you're, you're just a hypocrite like trying to do good work. You, you end up like Booker T. Washington or, or all of these other like rich Negroes who said one thing to white people, but like secretly funded revolutionary and secretly supported revolutionary movements. They weren't willing to be hated, but they weren't always doing good work in order to be loved. They would suck up to the powers that be. And that's a story people tell themselves in the middle and black people. We are, this is the one place where we are in the middle in terms of uh, we can never really be loved because we're black in America. But we, um, some people are scared to be hated because you end up strung up from a tree. 
And that is a place that's not particularly healthy mentally or, you know, for the movement, right? So you're just set up to be a hypocrite and that's going to screw up all of your other relations. So what I'm telling you is that if you're willing to be hated, you can do good work. And if you're willing to be hated, you can at least do work for your side. I'm not sure, like Gates' priorities are not my own. I don't think his work is my vocation, but the strategy was appropriate. The strategy was appropriate. If we did the same thing to Pelosi, like we would have nicer things. But we'd have to be hated by rich people. And it's hard to be hated by rich people because a lot of your livelihood comes from rich people. But if you're willing to be hated by rich people, you can go independent like me. Once again, go to www.funkyacademic.com and I'll keep telling you, uh, you know, in hard detail the virtues of being hated by rich people because I'm supported by you um, at $5.15 or, uh, $5 or $50 a month. And I'll keep doing what I'm doing. So if you're willing to shut it down, be called all sorts of names, you will end up with some modicum of power if you have the power to shut it down, if they need you for something, if you need it. So you, first you have to make yourself necessary and then be willing to withhold the necessary contribution. Make yourself necessary, develop a skill or an expertise, whatever, make yourself necessary, then be willing to um, uh, withhold the uh, occupation. They're gonna, they're gonna call you all sorts of things. For example, black people are necessary for the Democratic Party. If we actually withhold our votes for Joe Biden, They'll call us all sorts of things. And black men, they're going to call you all sorts of things anyway. So I say just vote going out west anyway. Because um, it's not going to be that. This is the, the hard truth is it's not that worse for us under Donald Trump. In some ways, it might be better. But more importantly, if it puts what we need to do more than anything else, more than make sure Trump doesn't get in the office, is put the Democratic Party on notice that they need to actually have policy tailored to the blacks. <laughs> right? Um, and if we refuse to do that, that's more, I think that is more important than making sure Donald Trump stays out of office. Um, I, I, you, and the only way to put the Democratic Party on notice is to not vote for them. And if you continue, you will never continue, you will never be in a room with white money, vote for their interests, and then expect for them to actually fight for your interests unless your interests are truly aligned, but you'll never, your interests will never be truly aligned because they have uh, an interest in keeping their own kind of self-image. So, um, you know, I got to be able to, got to be willing to tick off the whites. And, you know, I got in trouble a few years ago for saying that when you tick off the whites, some of them might shoot back. I'm, and, and, and so we got to be, <laughs> our, our inability to be willing to tick off the whites is what screwed up reconstruction. Uh, like that's that's we we had a working reconstruction for the United States and then we lost the taste of taking off the whites and then pulled out of the Freedmen's Bureau and abandoned black people to the Klan and we're living the legacy of that we're living the legacy of that as we stand I don't think that's a great legacy and um, we have to be willing to tick people off. So this is what Gates should have taught America. If you're willing to tick off people who say that they're your friends, the Republicans say that they're Gates' friends, um, if you're willing to tick off people who say that they're your friends, you could actually have some power. You will be hated, 
You will be, but you'll be respected. And now they have to run all legislation through you. Behind the scenes. You'll never get credit. You don't expect it. Don't do this. Don't do this if you want credit for good things. But they, behind the scenes, now have to run all legislative priorities through Matt Gates. It was a coup. It was successful. And now he's... Um, and people say, like, what can one, one congressperson do? Well, you know, if AOC had gotten... If the squad had done this, we'd be talking about Medicare for all in a, for all in a serious way. Um, I would... They could have actually just done it for a more democratic process. Like, you launch a coup like this to change the norms, the internal norms within the Democratic Party, you get mandatory debate to get all these other things that, uh, in, uh, like, model a better democratic process and representative process within the Democratic Party. Um, you know, that's an improvement in America because as black people, our first task politically needs to undermine all of the obstacles of black, uh, all the obstacles to black political self-determination and economic self-determination. And um, that means we need, you know, a government that supports us, that recognizes the wrongs that are done to us and, and will uphold our rights as citizens and legacy citizens. And by redressing the wrongs, that were done to descendants. Um, yeah, so if you like, that's our priority. And any way that happens, that is a that is what progress looks like. So if we had to hold up some votes, if we had to um, endure some short-term pain, right now we're looking at generational pain. So enduring some short-term pain um, is just going to be part of the job. It's part of working out. When you work out, you endure short-term pain. <laughs> we need to David Groggins this uh, electoral situation. And people will call you all sorts of names. They're saying, oh, you're just privileged because you are willing to let Trump um, go into office. Well, you're going to have to just endure that. And people will call you all sorts of names. And black people, especially black men, they'll call you all sorts of names anyway. So just endure it and just be very focused. I'm doing this until the Democratic Party respects black people and has serious legislation to deal with, uh, you know, reparations to make us whole and uphold our institutions. That's our families, our jobs, churches, all of that. All of those institutions need to be made whole. Uh, that will, in a significant way, mean a distribution of resources to black people. Uh, yeah. So a government distribution of resources to black people. And to pretend that the U.S. government hadn't done this before is it's kind of ridiculous considering that, you know, we pretty much gave the Native American plans to uh, the whites during the Homestead Acts because we decided that the whites needed uh, a place to live and their own plot in order to be full Americans. And for black people, we didn't get that. Instead, we got the idea that black people need to work for the whites who own everything in order to be, or, you know, full Americans with a tongue firmly in cheek. Because I don't think black people are full Americans. I think we're an internal colony, not even allowed to speak on our own interests, except on a little itty bitty YouTube show that, that only exists through your support. And on a platform like YouTube that I'm sure one call from Elon Musk, I just kind of go dark. Um, so get all your wisdom now, because who knows? 
If I hit on too much truth, I might just go away. Uh, not disappeared as in rubbed out. Disappeared as in like the algorithm will never show you my videos. Somehow when you click that bell, which you should to subscribe to the show, it, it, you won't get a notification. Who knows? I don't have any power with respect to making sure that that will act right. Um, so, Matt Gates uh, put on a display of civil disobedience by telling the machine that the operation of the machine will not operate anymore uh, without uh, his approval and against his interests, as he defines them for himself. And although he is only eight people, he is sufficient enough to, to shut down the operation. All you, I, you know, I tell people, just miss one day. You, you just don't wake up for one day and it's a bad thing. Just miss one heartbeat. And that's, that's a bad thing. Um, so one little thing when the, when the operation of the machine requires all the moving parts to, to act in a certain orderly system is actually is one moving part that refuses to move in the right way. Just ask one offensive lineman, right? Um, who refuses to move in the right way can actually screw up the whole thing. And now you have to pay attention to that moving part. So he was a squeaky wheel. And he's going to get greased. Now, he's not going to, this is important. He will not get greased in public. In public, he'll be pilloried. In public, people will say all sorts of bad things about him. Republicans are going to say all sorts of bad things. In private, they're going to be asking his permission. And that's the way, that's the political lesson of this, Macar of, of this McCarthy ouster. In private, they're going to be asking his permission. And that matters. And it'll suddenly shape, subtly shape initiatives going forward. Like I said, if the squad had used this kind of power against Pelosi, they could have been pilloried publicly and privately reformed at least the internal workings of the Democratic Party. That's, that is just the truth. And I will see you on Monday to talk about something completely different. Take care.